0: In Venezuela. Popping bottles, man, putting supermodels man, man. in the cab. Proof. Man, I guess man, I got man, my swagger back. Man, Truth. Man. New watch alert. Man, man. Few blows or the big face, rolling. I got two of those. Arm up the window through the city. I'm a new smoke, cut back, snap back. See my cut through the holes. I'm easy and hope. What you been talking real reckless, stuck me. I adopted his coming drumming. Now I'm about to make them tuck their whole summer in. They say I'm crazy. Well, I'm about to go dumb again. They ain't seen me because I pulled up in my other bins. Last week I was in my other other bins. Oh, your diamond's so cozy. We yeah. And welcome,
1: welcome, welcome, welcome to. A- Another edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast coming to you wherever you may be, however you may be listening. We definitely appreciate y'all for checking us out once again on this edition, man. We're talking a lot of basketball today. Uh, excited about it, man, as we always are uh, to deliver you guys great content. Of course, along with me, and of course, I am Josh Midget, and along with me is the Deliberation Sports crew, Evan DeVold and Justice Bolden. And before we get into anything else, Justice, let the people know how they can follow all things deliberation.
0: You can follow us on Twitter at deliberationsp1, Instagram, Facebook, deliberation sports podcast. Also, we have the Facebook group, deliberation sports community. In addition to that, to subscribe, do so via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, and Spotify. Anywhere a podcast is hosted, just look for the Deliberation Sports Podcast.
1: That's it, that's it, man. Y'all check us out. Hit us up. Tell us how you enjoy the show, all of that, man, and we definitely would appreciate that. So, man, so much going on. NBA Finals, uh, we are at Game 5. It's coming up uh, next. And who would have thought that the series would be at the state that it's in right now? You got the Toronto Raptors one game away from winning it all from becoming the NBA champions they're up 3 games to 1 over the renowned Golden State Warriors um you know i guess you could call it a dynasty what they've had over the past several years is definitely in jeopardy uh from losing uh this series here man but how are we feeling about you know just where we're at right now did do you think any of us could have expected uh, the series to be at this point. Let's start with justice.
0: Well, I, I think the series was was has been somewhat lopsided, and I, and I'll say that that we didn't really expect that coming into the series. Though um, I think Evan and I both uh, predicted that Toronto would indeed defeat the Golden State, but in the manner in which they've done it, and of course the injury to Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant not being available. Marcus Cousins being a shell of himself, Golden State has has really struggled to contain uh, Toronto, and, and to be honest, most teams in the playoffs have, have struggled to contain Kawhi Leonard. I mean, he goes out; he's averaging over 31 points in this in the playoffs, uh, shooting 89% from the free throw line, uh, nearly 50% from three. Uh, he, he's quite simply. I hear a lot of people call Kevin Durant the best player in, in the game, but Kawhi Leonard is, is making his argument for it, and, and it's, he's headed towards the uh, NBA Finals MVP if they're able to win Game 5 at home uh, in, in Jurassic Park.
1: Definitely, definitely. And that's You already know Jurassic Park's going to be insane uh, coming up for this next game, man, because this is uh, definitely, really every single one of these Finals games in Toronto is the biggest in the history of the franchise, but this is even on top of on top of all of that for for the Raptors, man. But Evan, man, how, how you feeling about how this is playing out uh, thus far,
0: man? Uh, if you look at Kawhi over four over four games, um, this man is having oh, twenty three points in the first game, thirty four in the second, thirty in the third, thirty six in the fourth. He's averaging thirty point seven points a game. So he's averaging right wow. at thirty one points a game. Mm-hmm. Um I got I got into it with some guys on Facebook and some people to have to pay up. Uh they wanted to make bets. That's fine. I told them, I said, Man, you guys are looking at Golden State offense. Anybody who played basketball, no great out great defense outmatches great offense. Clay Thompson and Steph, they're shooters. But one thing about shooters, they hate for lint to reach into their shooting pockets. Marc Gasol has been the best big man hedger in the playoffs, all playoff, all playoff long. When Mark Gasol is in the game, when Pascal Siakam is in those pick-and-roll situations, he doesn't hedge high enough, and that's when Steph gets loose. That's when Mark is, is in the game... Mark is hedging high, and he's allowing the guards to hedge back, and he bumped back whether it's on Draymond, uh, whether it was on Boogie when he was playing, uh, whether it was on Boogie, anybody. He's saying we'll allow them to for you to dump that ball off in the paint and then try to shoot over, I guess, Serge, who will be in the game or anybody else, you know, try to score on our length. But, Steph, you're not getting this three. Clay, you're not getting this three. And I think that Lent, like I told a lot of people at the beginning of the series, that was going to bother them. Uh, Pascal C. Yarkin, he is long. Danny Green, he's a shooter, but that guy is long. Kyle Lowry ain't no punk. He's tough. He's making all the small, intangible plays, diving on the floor, taking charges. Fred Van Fleet, Fred Van Fleet excuse me. he's tough. Man, Kawhi, best defender, wing defender in the NBA. Man, when you put all that together on guys who we said this at the beginning of the series, that ain't tough to begin with. That is a difference maker. And for people who say Kevin Durant isn't playing, shut the hell up. That team still got three All-Stars without KD and a former NBA Finals MVP. That is well enough to win at at this stage. And, and 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 I don't mean to say this, Josh, and I know you're gonna you're gonna get mad, and you probably kick me off the podcast for it. It's fine. It makes you respect what LeBron did against those guys three or four years ago when he did not have Kyrie and Kevin Love. Man, this is serious. That man took them six games by himself. He averaged down there forty. This team without Kevin Durant, if you put if, let's just say, I'm going to put it to you like this. If Kyrie and Kevin Love never got hurt and they don't get Kevin Durant, this Warrior team will never have an NBA title. Mm. Never. Ever. Because what you have is, without Kevin Durant coming to save them, the only time they won one is when Kevin Love and Kyrie was hurt. So, this is the beginning of the end of a dynasty in Oakland. Uh, I'm excited about it because I've never been a huge fan of I think Steve Kerr has gotten too much credit. I think he's done a good job, but he's not a great coach. I think it's shown in these playoffs. I think he's been our coach by the Raptors because I see some things that he could have changed up himself that he just hadn't done. He's he's letting them be too comfortable being who they were. If you want to beat great teams like Toronto, great defensive teams like Toronto, you have to be able to adjust on the fly and they have refused to do that. So my opinion the game is over with, game five, they really should have been swept. The game should have been over with the other day, man, because Toronto gave up game two. Uh, I think this thing ends at five whether the KD comes back and not. <laughs>
1: hmm. Yeah, see, and that's the thing with KD. I think that's, you know, a lot of people, are, all eyes are on KD, uh, so to speak, uh, right now, man, and wonder whether his comeback is going to make a difference. I don't think it's going to make a difference whatsoever. I think they're trying to force him back and, We'll end up seeing what happens with that. But I'm going to tell you something. And I know you brought up about Mark Gasol. And, you know, I think you brought up a point that a lot of people probably won't even see, let alone bring up. You talk about hedging, you know, because people look at other parts of the game. But that's a big deal, you know, off screens and the way Golden State plays. And I know, you know, we we talked a little earlier and was talking about Mark's impact, and how I feel like Ibaka has a little bit more of an impact in that aspect, I will give Mark credit for this because I think some people in Memphis are giving him a little too much credit for certain things. But as far as his defense, he's kind of flashing back to the way he looked when he won Defensive Player of the Year. Is how he looks. I don't know if it's just being in the finals for the first time or what, but this is a this is a, a very engaged Mark to on the defensive end, and he's just added a a whole new dimension. I think. When you get a team like the the Raptors, not only are they so good defensively, but they have something that, if you think about the team that gave the the Warriors trouble in the past, the Grizzlies, defensively the Grizzlies always gave them problems. But offensively, they just couldn't score enough points to keep up. I don't think you had that problem, as we can see, uh, with the Toronto Raptors. I think that's that's been the main difference there. Uh, no, Josh,
0: Josh, with, with Toronto, yeah. Uh, defensively, you mentioned Marc Gasol, and and certainly he's he's been pretty good defensively. in, the, in this series, you you look who he surrounds around. Uh, Evan mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard is a two time defensive player of the year. They are loaded with defensive guys. Dan Green's been on the all defensive team, I believe, all, all second second all team all defense. Pascal Siakam is likely to find himself on an all-NBA defensive team as early as this year. And then Sergio Blocker, you know, they called him a blocker when he was down in uh, Oklahoma City. He led the league in in block shots twice. So you're talking about uh, premier defenders, and Golden State is just finding trouble scoring against that, especially uh, without Kevin Durant. Durant is the X factor uh, for that team without him they are uh beatable and, and that's what we're seeing now against Toronto and uh I think we are seeing the end of a dynasty because I do expect Durant to uh probably move on. I am not sure about Clay, but Toronto is on the brink of uh ending a dynasty and uh who knows, maybe they can start another one if Kawhi Leonard decides to uh hang around in Toronto.
1: So let me let me get to that question. Now I think just what you said is a little bit different than what Evan was saying as far as Durant's impact. Do you think this would be a different series if Durant was playing fully healthy? Um, you know, in, in this finals, you know, do you think that would counteract some of what Toronto's had going on on the defensive end?
0: Uh, I think it would be a different different series simply because, I mean, Durant is going to go out and and command a double team in some cases, and if you defend him single coverage, he's capable of going and and getting 20 and 25 points a game. I mean, the Warriors are missing that right now. So if you add those points in, the margin for error for Toronto is much slimmer. Um, Even still, Toronto defensively is that good, and Kawhi Leonard I think is playing like the best player in the game. And that's on both ends on the floor. Yeah. He's getting to sweet spots, hitting jump shots. When Kawhi Leonard looks like he looks now, it's just hard to see anybody in, in the league being able to stop him. I think he would just take uh, Giannis and, and – well, we saw what he did with Giannis. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I just – I don't think there's anybody in the league that can that can check him uh, the way he's playing right now. I, I want to add on that, yeah. uh, if y'all don't mind. I don't think it'll be a difference. Matter of fact, I think it'll probably be worse. Uh, he's a ball stopper. Uh, when he's not in the game, I mean, he is a guy who could just go get you a shot. Bingo, bam. I I, 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 you know, I ice the game. He is a big shot taker and a big shot maker. I don't think he'll do that against Kawhi. I just don't. I think Kawhi locks him down. That length, man, length on length. Kawhi has some long arms, man. Kawhi got big hands. Kawhi is physical. Kawhi is injured and moving like he's 100%. Like playing like he's 100%, not moving like he's 100%. He's averaging 31 on a team injured. Are y'all, are y'all catching that? Can y'all imagine that this man was healthy? That show you how slow goal the state defense is, and that show you how biased a lot of media members have been. This is a great defensive team. Not for Kawhi. This man is 65%, 70%, and he's averaging 31 and y'all wonder why LeBron averaged 40 on him? Hell, Kawhi would, too, if he was 100%. I don't think it'll be a difference. I think Toronto will still win the series because KD has shown when the going gets rough, whether it's in real life, people talking about him going to make fake Twitter burners, or if it's on the court, Tony Allen, at the end of the month, he's folding up because Westbrook, hurt in Oklahoma City. He don't like that tension. He ain't built for that. Kawhi is, though. We can only go by Josh Justice. We can only go we can only go by what we've seen, right or wrong. Yeah. He didn't want that heat when they was in the finals against LeBron in the Heat. He didn't want that heat when Westbrook got hurt and TA tore him up with the Grizzlies versus Oklahoma City. They lost in the first round. He didn't want that heat when he was up three one and Golden State turned up the heat in the kitchen and he ended up blowing a three one lead and they ended up going to the NBA Finals. And he ended up going to them next year. So what makes me think that he'll want Kawhi the best perimeter defender in the seven-game series? He's not built for that. So I don't think it'll be a difference. That's why I don't think he's the best player in the NBA. So to me, I don't think it'll be a difference because everything that I've seen, when it gets grimy and it gets real gutter, KD, he folds. So I don't have a reason to think he would have made a
1: difference in the series. All right, so let's throw this out there. You look at the legacies, right, the impact of this finals on the legacies of somebody like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. That's been a lot of the talk, right? You know, leading up to this series, people said, okay, you see what happens with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond looking like different players ever since KD went down in the Houston series. You uh, You know, can we still say that? You know what I mean? After what we see in the finals, you see, you know, Steph Curry had a huge game a couple of games ago. It wasn't enough. Uh, it didn't matter what he did. It seemed like it wasn't enough. And now people are saying, see, this is why Kevin Durant is always the best player on that team. It, are those fair narratives to throw out there? Uh, just the first thing as then as But are those fair narr- narratives to, to throw out there? As far as KD being the best player on the uh, Warriors team,
0: I. I- Still think you got to go with Steph simply because of what he was able to do with that team prior to KD arriving. At least he's the most important player on that team. Um, but they certainly need KD. They need him, and with and without him, you see, they just don't have enough. This is not the Golden State team of old that had all that depth. Um, did Josh, what what was the other question you had?
1: Well, just as far as you know, the the impact of of Steph's legacy, um, you know, without KD being out there. I, I think He's his saying.
0: legacy has, has, has been cemented. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, we've already seen him in well, this is fourth finals in five years.
0: It's, it's, his his legacy is firmly intact as one of the greatest shooters of all time. I think you put him right up there with Ray Allen, um, Reggie Miller, Larry yeah. Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm leaving somebody off. play Thompson. Those are my top five. Steph Perry's right there. Uh, I don't think there's any way you could take away from his legacy. He, he's done enough. Um, if he, if you could argue for anything, maybe it would be the Finals MVP. But I think the year that uh, Iguodala was named Finals MVP, Steph, Steph Curry easily uh, could have been so. And and also in, in uh, KD's first year with Golden State. But nonetheless, uh, I, I don't think there's any way you could take away from his legacy. He's still one of the great guards we've seen uh, make shots all over the floor and what he can do. Uh, He's had nearly 50 points in in a game in this series, but that's what it's going to take for Golden State to try to get a win in game five on the road. Steph Curry's going to have have to come out and get 50-plus. And and I'm not sure that uh, Toronto is going to allow that to happen defensively. They're just really good.
1: So, Evan, what you think, man? My bad. I was was talking. On mute, I apologize. Um,
0: <laughs> I got a different view, man. Uh, hit, hit me
1: with it. Hit me with
0: it. Um, I mean, Justice, I, I want to, you know, make sure am getting your statements correct before I go at them, okay? You said he's showing up before the last NBA, in four out of five, he's been to the NBA Finals four out of five years, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think the Warriors have been the four out of five. I thought that was a four straight, right? They haven't missed one,
1: haven't they? Uh, no. Yeah, nobody in the yeah. West has beat No,
0: So, so they've been four straight. So, you're saying his legacy is c right right? I look at it like this. His legacy is submitted as a great shooter. His legacy is submitted as a leader. His legacy isn't submitted as a go to guy, as a legend, as people are pumping him up to be. Because again, he ain't won nothing as the man against four strength teams. The only time he's won one, he wasn't the best player on the court. He wasn't even the finals MVP on his team before KD got there. But I think we go back and and talk about uh, who's healthy. Hold on, Justin. Let me me finish. Let me finish. Go ahead. He wasn't the best player on his team in that finals. Andre Iguodala was. So, yeah, we could say guys weren't healthy, but let's not get it twisted. It wasn't that he just wanted the best player on his team, he wanted the best player. On- LeBron was way better than him in that finals. Period. Let's not put him on Jordan stats, where it was just C Minute. He was the best player on the court. Period. Andre Iguodala getting a finals MVP was like. Lon Harper getting a as MVP for the Bulls. It shouldn't happen. <laughs> it shouldn't happen. Am I wrong, Josh? I mean, like, like tell me if I'm being too long. Then another man come save you because your teammate got on the phone crying because Kyrie tapped your ass three straight games. LeBron t- literally tapped his ass. LeBron tapped him, but Kyrie was giving him buckets <laughs> and won the series. And, and – Your team may get on the phone crying and calling for help. These kind of people would have had to call help with Jordan. Like, no, he's not that guy. I get so tired of people pumping this dude up like he is the next. No, he's not. He's not even top 20 in NBA history. No, stop it. He's a great shooter. He is not a guy that can lead a franchise to an NBA title by himself. He is not that guy. He is not better than Kevin Durant. He's not better than LeBron James. He's not better than Kawhi Lemon. He's not that guy. He is not. You put him in 2000, what was it, eight, on that Cavaliers team who just had big Jadrunas Elgoski, he won't even get them to the playoffs, let alone the Finals. You put him with that Toronto team that Kawhi got, that team don't make it past the second round against the 76.
1: Mm. I don't know, bro. I don't know about it that. what
0: happen. If Kawhi had to hit a game, and seriously?
1: You think he could do what
0: Kawhi, did? I mean, I, I I I question questioning you. Switch out, you. If, you switch out, uh, if you switch out to Steph Curry with Kyle Larry, I think that's a wrong No, no, no. I, 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 I'm not talking the about that. I'm going best
1: player for best player. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm well, going best player for best player. Y'all can but,
0: say what you are thinking all you want but, to. But he Go doesn't put a poll be up because y'all don't never do this shit when I ask. Put a poll up. Put a pole up. Ask the ask Twitter Nation. Do they think if Steph Curry was replacing, goddammit, uh, Kawhi Leonard with the Raptors would the Raptors be in the NBA Finals? finna host up a damn NBA trophy? I bet you ninety nine percent say no. But
1: well, they're gonna take this opponent with all these polls you put up, man. But but Justice, man, what you what, what you what you got to say? Well, I don't think Kevin uh, uh,
0: Steph Curry needs to be better than. Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. He is who he is. Six foot three, uh, one of the greatest shooters we've seen. But no, I I don't think he's a guy who can do it all by himself. Can you consider him to be a franchise guy? I think he's the face of the franchise. I think he's the face no. of Golden State. I wouldn't say it was Kevin Durant they would oh, no be in question. the finals none if it, if it wasn't for for Kevin Durant what like, like seriously well, y'all, the only, y'all, only you're I killing me because is, y- the, only, the only reason i say that is because he's been to the finals without Kevin Durant he's won a title without T. Kevin Durant two yeah. titles he's won he ain't winning no two titles without Kevin Durant
1: i'm a double check
0: correction correction
1: correction i put a i put, a, a, look, look, I put look, a, look, a record. up right now i promise you i put a wreck I on see, right now. I will go to first Tennessee and get a
0: wreck on right now. He was one and one. KD arrived. They went to two more. One, two straight. Steph is a three-time champion. What, 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 what? Why he lose that second? We all know LeBron James brought that team back from down 3-1. You, you know he LeBron had to LeBron. get his boy.
1: He had LeBron to put LeBron. Boy. Nah, because y'all not even it, listening it, to it, me. It, it, he He won I'm LeBron.
0: I'm not even mentioning the fact that, uh, you know, there were any injuries or anything like that. Because I think when you look back at history, nobody really cares. It's just, did you play a It was game? LeBron. He got outplayed by another guard. Kyrie outplayed him. Like, go back and look. That's why it's I killing I don't, I don't, me. I to be that honest, that, that, up here that's, making actually a, statement that's actually a fact. That's a fact, That's a fact. It, he's Kyrie not, that that outplayed him. He not that guy. He's not that guy. He not. Period. Period. You can't all I know is handling them cats. Y'all all I know just, is y'all sound like fans. I'm just saying true. Now that, look, that cat ain't
1: that guy. Let, let's put it like this, all right? When you're the face of a great team, it, you you're gonna get the credit. I mean, it's just <laughs> the way it is, man. You're, you're, he's the face of the Warriors. He's one of the best shooters of all time. He's the guy that led them. To this point, you think Warriors, you think Steph Curry, you don't think Kevin Durant, you don't think Klay mm-hmm. Thompson. It's Steph.
0: It's because so, Kevin Durant isn't marketable. That's why Steph is marketable. KD's not. He that's that's why he's the face. Like do do we really want to get into the politics of it? Because we can if we got time. <laughs> like that's why KD is not the face. I mean, marketable. Is, is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard isn't marketable. He's not marketable. But he's that damn good. That's the, that's the difference between him and Steph. Like I said, I want you try to put up this poll.
1: Ask the world hell, ask
0: for center. Would the Raptors be in this position if Kawhi swapped places with
1: Steph Curry? The answer is no. Y'all are the only two in the world who think so. Well, I, I, I didn't say that, but I'm just saying. Y'all just
0: were, said it. Y'all was like, hey, Kyle I ain't talking about Kyle Larry. Kyle Lauer did even points a game in this series. Why would I
1: replace him with him? I'm talking about with Kawhi. But they played two different positions. I don't even know if you can it, make that parallel.
0: Yes, you can. If you take one, quote-unquote, which I think, best player off a team, and take Kawhi, who was the best player on a Toronto team, and you swap them, I don't care about positions. I care about production. Do you think, in y'all opinion, because I think Golden State's best player is Kevin Durant. Dude, in y'all opinion, Steph Curry, the best player for Golden State, can he make the same impact as Kawhi? The answer is no. Well, how, how about just a straight-up small forward for small forward trade? So, can, K, can KD take oh. Toronto to a final? Like uh, nope, no, no, because we've seen KD fail at that. Yeah, he'll I fail agree.
1: again. I agree. And so will Steph. But Steph has been there repeatedly. He's
0: felling out. What are y'all talking about? He's felling out. We ain't got to. We ain't got to look in the history. Look at the present. KD ain't there. He got three All Stars with him in the Finals MVP. He can't get it done. What, what, why do we got to look at past history? Why not look at now?
1: Well, look, Let's okay, stop. here for winning now. All right, now let, let me throw this out there. Let me throw this out there. You cannot excuse. You can't just forget the fact. That the Warriors have had historic injury problems with this team this year. I'm not a Warriors guy at all. But you got Iguodala Dollar with injury. You got Clay Thompson out there hobbling. You know what I mean? Kevin Durant. Much don't like him, but he's out too. You know what I mean? You got. So why can't be
0: like Kobe and Jordan and winning a game on his own? Why can't he be like. He can't do it. He ain't that guy. Kawhi doing it. Hell, Kyle Lyra trash. But he. Kawhi doing it. And he's not
1: 100%. Lowry's a five-time All-Star.
0: That man. Lord.
1: You can't call All him that right. trash.
0: Okay. He, he's garbage. But, but Kawhi's
1: killing And he ain't 100%. Man, I don't know, man. Justin, I'm going to let you have it, man. Go ahead. Go I know ahead. You, know. I, you know what?
0: I, I don't really disagree that Steph Curry couldn't win a title and go to state without help. I don't think anybody can win a title. That's what I'm about to say. Who? I, I think I think any superstar is going to need guys around. Any of them. Uh, What's the, the difference between Toronto now and last year? I think Toronto they got more depth. No. Take Serge Ibaka, move him to the bench. You bring in Serge played the last year. Well, Bingo! You know, That's what you did. It, That's all you did. No, but he's no longer starting now. That's all, got all you to be did. Solved. So you you've added there. Uh, Danny Green Just came over. They were still a top three team in the NBA before the mark no, trade. But, but Danny Green came over in that trade also with uh, okay. Kawhi Leonard. So you 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 traded DeMar DeRozan and you got a, a starting caliber shooter, defensive minded guy. So you added Kawhi Leonard with top five player in the NBA. Ooh, don't add Kawhi. Why why not add Kawhi? Keep Danny Green and Marcus Ald. do you think this team is gonna win the NBA title tomorrow? no No. They added Kawhi. That's what happened. That's not. That's the difference. You keep Demar Derozan. You add Mark. You add Danny. It don't matter. They still not in the position they. You add a Kawhi. You add the bona fide pound for pound the best player in the NBA. That's what you did. Best two way player in the NBA for sure. That's the only difference. That's the difference. You could you could X out the You could X out the other guys. You could do whatever you need to do. Kawhi would have won this series. Is what I'm telling y'all. Yet alone, I don't think the Warriors would have won their first title if Kawhi wouldn't have got hurt in San Antonio. Well, if you go back after that San Antonio series, um, Kawhi, without help, wasn't able to get it done. Once those guys around him got old, he he, he wasn't able to get it done in Toronto. He's got a much younger core around San him. Antonio? Than, uh, or, uh, San Antonio? Or San Antonio. In Toronto, sure. he's got a much younger core around him. Absolutely. He wasn't able to get it done after Tim Duncan left. So, hey, put the poll man. up because I'm used to y'all, y'all coming I, to get God, I, I need, I need, I need Twitter. Put the poll up. Put the. Damn, I'm going to hack our shit. I'm <laughs> a hack our shit. I'm gonna put the poll up once I learn how to do it. I'm gonna put the poll up, guys. Put the poll up, man. Yeah, I'm gonna put the poll up. I'm gonna definitely put the do poll it. up. That's let what? me, let me, let me word it too. If Steph Curry and put it all on Facebook, if Steph Curry replaced Kawhi Leonard with the Raptors, with the Raptors still be? And hoist up a trophy tomorrow.
1: I'm, I'm gonna put that crazy question up. And look, all right, so here's the thing: you you might as
0: well just say without without uh Kawhi Leonard, the Raptors can't win. I mean, is that is that is that what you're saying?
1: Well, his points about Curry. it.
0: Yeah,
1: his points about Curry being, you know, being uh can't carry a thing. You,
0: you, you're so essentially I mean, saying Curry can't get it done without KD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then let me let me change it. Kyle, not garbage. He's nah, okay.
1: No, nah, he ain't garbage. I mean, okay. Kyle is better, but, you know, he ain't getting my He's okay. I know. And see, all right, so I think the best way to put this, your favorite player of all time, LeBron James, better. he is the one that cries most about this than anybody else, how much you need help to win. Look at the Lakers right now. He's begging, crying, and pleading, you know, whoever's in charge of that team now, you know, to get him some help. He did it in Cleveland. He did it everywhere else. You need help to win. Just point blank. Curry, I don't think anybody. Curry, LeBron, Kawhi. Have you heard me
0: say LeBron is the best player in the NBA within the last six months?
1: Not the last few months, no.
0: He ain't. He ain't Kawhi right now. Don't bring up LeBron. He ain't Kawhi. Yeah, this time last year, that's, that's what was being said. But, yeah, of course, it Kawhi was. minute wasn't on the court to defend him. He won and he won. People, now, people now forgot how great he was. It's, it's clear. Yeah, people forgot how great Kawhi was. Yeah, but Le- LeBron failed. He failed. He failed in, 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 at least on the court with the Lakers in season one. I don't think anybody who saw him moving on to Los Angeles figured they would just totally miss the playoffs because it's not something yeah you've seen from LeBron James uh, in quite some time. Yeah, LeBron you will know, kick your favorite like. player ass in the damn day of the year. He'll kick his ass. He'll kick stuff ass. He'll kick Draymond ass, Clay ass, and Steve Cray ass, too. Like whatever. If, if LeBron, no, I ain't going to even do that.
1: I knew. I knew you were going to come back. I mean, am just saying, man, like, I mean, the man, when he got injured, that
0: was the I'm number four seed. I'm, I'm just going to ride with Kawhi he, he, beat team, right. he, he beat LeBron in the finals. He uh, beat LeBron in the finals and won the MVP. I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard.
1: LeBron beat them in the finals and won the
0: MVP. What are you saying? I think, are they tit for tat? I think the Spurs went 1-1 with him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'll I go with
1: Kawhi. I'll take Kawhi.
0: I'll take Kawhi right now. I would take Kawhi five years ago.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Kawhi and probably like three other guys over LeBron right
0: now. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna take him right uh, now. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I would take him with that old with that core he had with uh, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. I mean, oh, we, we saw what Kawhi did. He he took that series over.
1: Yeah, he I'm did. Gonna
0: keep it, I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. And, and I might get laughed at, and this is from LeBron fan. Even after the last series, I, right now I would still take Giannis over LeBron. Just
1: mm. be, be real. I'm surprised to hear you say that. Yeah. That guy well, still. Yeah,
0: I mean, at this stage, I mean, LeBron's been in the NBA almost 15, a 16 years. I mean, he's getting ready to move into a new, a new decade.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So that that'll be three decades. He would dunk the basketball in three different decades. Not many players you can. Count on your hand that that are going to do that, and LeBron James will be one of. Them. You can look at Vince Carter; he's going to be the first player to have dunked the ball in four different decades. You know, started in the nineties, two thousands, two 2010s, and then he'll finish up in twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah, hey, I want to I, I want to yeah. ask someone this because I know we got to get to our, our draft before we close this out. All right. I want to ask both of y'all this: KD and Clay want to leave?
1: Both leave or both stays.
0: I think Clay's gonna get that hundred and nine million max deal and remain in Golden State. I I don't think he's gonna walk away from the money. What about KD? I think he moves on. What about you,
1: Josh? Yeah, I think K D leaves. I think Clay is gonna stay. They're gonna keep the light bright brothers, you know what I mean, uh shooting tandem together up there. I'll yeah. tell y'all
0: what I think. I think K D leaves and I think Klay Thompson throws a finger sign at Steph Curry. And I think he <laughs> takes his John B. Look and tell to the L.A. Lakers. Kyrie Kong is LeBron, Kyrie, and Clay, And I wow. think the Lakers win a 2020 NBA championship. That's my prediction.
1: Okay. All right. The conspiracy theory. That's my prediction. Watch it happen. We'll see. Look. I did think at one time, I'm not going to lie, I felt like at one time Clay was going to go to the Lakers. I don't think so now because of the Lakers situation. But, um, I mean, it's not that far-fetched if you think about it. I know his father played for the Lakers. Clay's
0: so, going to L.A., though.
1: I mean, he might go to the Clippers.
0: All hey, right, watch out. <laughs> and, you you know, when you said, I thought his father played for the Lakers, I thought you were talking about Kyrie Irving, referring to LeBron James. if Kyrie Irving is
1: his, his father. <laughs> he is his father. You're right. <laughs> so he's, gonna, he's probably going to go join his daddy up there. I wouldn't be surprised. Even though they say he's going to Brooklyn. And I think that would be terrible for Brooklyn. That's a whole nother podcast.
0: We'll be right back. Stay tuned for a short commercial break before the next segment of the Deliberation Sports Podcast.
1: That's a whole other podcast, but Jesse, you ready for yeah, it, man? Banging from the back of the lottery. Yeah, y'all
0: want to go from number one or fifteen? What y'all want to? Uh, the lottery
1: one through fourteen, so 14, we can start yeah. with one and go
0: to one through fourteen.
1: Let's, let's start at one. All right. Okay, number one. Being the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, I don't know, y'all want me to start or what?
0: All right, let's do it like this. Uh, right. Justice, give his first 14, or I'll give my first 14 first. Then we can just go in a circle. Like one of us do the 14 first, and we run like that. Gotcha. Well,
1: that's tough. Um, I, I got one. my 14
0: it down if y'all want me to go first. It don't matter. Yeah, if you, if you want to go through it, go ahead. All right, my my fourteen probably going to be a little off, but this is just my personal opinion of who I think the top fourteen players is, um, and I'm drafting by team needs also. All right. So I'm going to go Zion number one because I think uh, New Orleans should be sold out the NBA if they don't draft him. I think number two, uh, and plus Zion is the best player in the, in the draft. No doubt. Number two, I don't know. I struggled with this when it first came out uh, because I thought that between RJ and Ja, um, I thought the Grizzlies could either way they'll they'll do good with either one of those guys. They're destined to be all stars, but the Grizzlies are clearly going to go John ja Morant and look to trade Mike Conley. So with my second pick, I got a uh, Memphis picking the six three phenom out of Mary State. At three, the New York Knicks are going to take R.J. Barrett. I think that's a, a lock also. So the New Orleans is going to start at number four. And with my number four pick, I think the Lakers should draft Cam Reddish out of Duke. That's a kid who I don't think got enough credit. At six, mm-hmm. eight, he could create his own shot. He could shoot it well. He can take it off the bounce. And he could actually sit down and play defense well. So he's tested out great um, in his workouts. Cam Reddish is one of the most underrated players in this draft. And I think if I'm the Lakers, I go get him with the full field. Um And number five, the Cavs, I think you got to go get Darius Garland if he's healthy. That's a guy who at some time before Zion blew up, him or RJ Barrett was thought to be the two best players in this class. Uh, if he's healthy, you put him with Colin Texas, I think you got a backcourt of the future. At number six, um, this is a guy who a lot of people think the Lakers should take, but I'm not as high as on him as a lot of people are. But I'd take the 6-7 uh, long wing. I'll take DeAndre Harmon uh, for the Suns at number six. Uh, at number seven, if I'm the Bulls, I'm going to take the 6-6 six, six wing, Jared Culver out of Texas Tech. I didn't like what I saw out of him a lot in the ECAA tournament, but I think we got enough, a big enough sample size to see that that kid can ball out there at Texas Tech. And any kid under Chris Beard I think is going to be successful in the NBA. Uh, at number eight, the Hawks. Um, I saw a lot of draft boards, Just picking them to get a wing, but I think if you put Bruno Fernando 16 big out of uh, Maryland, I think if you put him with Trey Young, I think you got a nice young one-two punch out there in Atlanta. And I would like to see him go to the in number eight. And number nine, I'll go uh, Kobe White out of North Carolina. You're looking at a 6'5 point guard who could really do it all. If I'm the Wizards uh, with John Wall injuries, I know he got a huge contract. But I'm looking to at least try to shop him because uh, – He's just not getting to do it done in Washington anymore. I think uh White can be a good, good piece for them in the future and probably be an all-star in the NBA. At number ten, the Hawks got eight and ten. At number ten, I go Nazir Little. Uh he didn't test out height wise and length wise like I thought he would. He's only listed at six six, so he's probably gonna be at the small four spot in the NBA. Maybe have to go two. Um so I think him and Trey Young and um, Bruno Fernando; those would be those would be good young nucleus for the Hawks. And number eleven, Justice, you good with the foreign names, right?
1: <laughs> just, Justice, you there or are you on mute? I don't know. He probably yeah. gave up on the phone. I'm not okay. sure about the guy from France. You said what?
0: I got a feeling you're talking about the guy from France. So. Nah. I'm talking about uh, Rui Hashemara. I watched him, but oh, I never. Oh yeah, yeah, Hi- um, yeah. yeah. From yeah. Gonzaga, this kid yeah. is not listed in any draft boards to be in a, in a, in a, a lottery. If I'm the T-Wolves, at 6'8", as well as he can score, I gotta take a chance on uh, him. We know we you, we know you got Carl Anthony Towns. We know you got Andrew Wiggins. Taking a shot on this kid cannot hurt you. Uh, I would definitely go get him if I'm the T-Wolves. My last three at number 12, uh, the Hornets are about to lose Kimball Walker to pre agency. At number 12, you really can't go get a difference maker. But at 12, with his injury, kind of like Denver did with Michael Porter Jr. this year, I will go Bobo because that's a guy who could potentially be an all-star in the NBA. And if you look up three years later, that could probably be one of the steals of the draft. So the Hornets are gonna be in full reveal mode. If Bow Bowl is healthy, I'll take a chance to go get him in number twelve. Uh at thirteen, I'll go Jackson Hayes, uh for the number thirteen, I'm sorry, for the Heat, the six eleven. He was a freshman uh out of Texas. And to finish it up with Boston, uh, I will go at fourteen, PJ Washington out of the University of Kentucky.
1: Very interesting. All of those very interesting picks. No question. Justice, what what do you think? before I do mine.
0: Well, uh, I agree with some of them. I'll I'll go through the list. And uh, I think right at the top, uh, the consensus is that Zion Williamson will be the first player selected, the most dominant player, one of the most we've seen in NCAA history. Uh, I expect him to be a box box office hit in uh, New Orleans with the Pelicans. John ja Morant, number two, to the Memphis Grizzlies. They need a point guard uh, to lead them into the future. They're, they're look, actively looking to shop Mike Conley. I think we've seen the last of him in the Grizzlies uniform. I expect him to be traded during the offseason in the Grizzlies to select John ja Morant to pair with Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, that combo in particular uh, I think is going to be a, a one to look for one to watch for in the NBA for years to come. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Grizzlies uh, won't be upset if Jonas Valanciunas walks because that may give them an opportunity to go ahead and and put Jaron Jackson at the five. But either way, uh, that's a combo that uh, Memphis fans, I think, will be excited about. Mm -hmm. Number three, R.J. Barrett to New York. Uh, Here's a kid who coming into the season was projected number one in, in some mock drafts, and he's long been considered the number one player in the country, even when he reclassifies from the class of uh, 2019 to 2018. So I think New York takes him uh, immediately. He's a, he's a guy that's going to average 17 to 18 points a game and have a chance to win rookie of the year. So I, I like uh, Barrett to New York. Number four is where things start to get strange. I think that Darius Garland is probably the best talent at four, but the Lakers need guys that are going to play next to LeBron and and help him or if they're coming off the bench. And so when you look at it, DeAndre Hunter is is a guy that doesn't look sexy, but he defends. He rebounds. He's shown that he can make big shots like he did in the National Championship game. But I think you got to swing for the best available talent, and that's why I look at Cam Reddish as well. I kind of agree with Evan that you look at him. But does he duplicate what you get out of uh, – what is it? Uh, I've just lost my train of thought. The Brandon Brandon Ingram. Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Does he duplicate what you have with Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma? I think that's something you, they're going to have to figure out. But uh, at 6'8", Reddish brings a lot to the table, and I think he's got more than what he showed at Duke next to uh, Zion. And RJ, it was just difficult for him to get off, but but he's really, really a talented player. At number five, if I'm Cleveland and I've already got college Sexton, I'm going to do one or two things. If Darius Garland is that good, I'm going to go ahead and take him at five and trade him back. That I can go ahead and take the guy that I want to put next to Sexton. And I think that's Kobe White out of North Carolina. 6'5. He can really shoot it. He's athletic. He won't play above the rim in the NBA, but he gives Colin Sexton a reliable guy that I think he's going to face the floor. Sexton can get by pretty much anybody, even at the NBA. And if he's able to get by his guy and you help off of Kobe Col- White, it's, it's a three. The kid, I think, is going to be an excellent shooter in the NBA. And so I would look for uh, him to somehow end up in Cleveland, but I won't be surprised if uh, Cleveland doesn't select him and trade him to number six, which I think is the best fit for uh, Darius Garland with the six-pick, the Phoenix Suns, on the clock. And uh, Devin Booker is is their franchise guy. He knocked down, I want to say, 70-plus points in an NBA game. They're going to need somebody – that can pair with Devin Booker, and Derrick Garland is that guy. If if not for injury, I I think he's on everybody's um, All-American list coming out that one year at Vanderbilt. He's the first guard we've seen since Kyrie Irving that only played a a few, few games due to injury and his projected lottery pick, and a high lottery pick at that. So we know the talent is there with Garland. He can really shoot the ball mid-range, finish at the rim, floaters. He scores at all three levels. At number seven, uh, Chicago, I think you just got to go with best available talent once again, and that's Jared Culver out of Texas Tech, 6'6". We saw him in the national championship game. They went down to Virginia, but he really led that group throughout the season and emerged as one of the top five players in college basketball. So I think if you're the Bulls, you got to take him. They just drafted Wendell Carter. They've also got Zach Levine uh who's there and maybe they try to play those two together. Uh, and then Lori marketing who who's really emerged as a guy a twenty and ten threat. Chicago's got a got a bright future and so I think they add to that with uh Jared Culver. Uh when you look at Atlanta at eight, it's just a matter of if DeAndre Hunter, hunters is there, you go ahead and take him. Uh the 225 and twenty five pound swing man out of Virginia. Um, He's battle-tested, won a national championship, um, led a really experienced team. He's just a sophomore, so I think he does have some upside. So if I'm Atlanta, I'm looking to add to what what I've got down there with a young, exciting team centered around John Collins, who was drafted a couple of years ago and was, and was a, a rising sophomore uh, star in that rookie sophomore game. John Collins is a monster. He's 20 and 10. And so when you add him in with uh, Trey Young, who was their 2018 draft selection and, and all NBA were all-rookie, you start to add a good nucleus that uh, Atlanta fans can get behind. At at nine, Washington. I'm not sure what Washington is going to do. They've got some decisions to make when it centers around Brad Beal and John Wall. Wall went down with season the injury. Brad Beal took over. Do they try to somehow unload wall, does Brad walk? Uh There's a lot of questions that are out there for the Wizards. So If I'm looking at it, I, and I'm the Wizards, I, I take a guy who I think with more minutes could really emerge, and that's not there, little uh, out of North Carolina. You know, just a freshman. Didn't measure as big as we thought. I think without shoes or with shoes, he, he may be a shade under 6'6", but he's got a, a tremendous long wingspan close to seven one that allows him to play bigger and I think he's a guy that's can can be a pretty good NBA player and a quality defender. So I'm I'm looking at Nazi a little to, to go nine and then Atlanta is back on the clock. So you think they go big with this one. Uh I'm gonna go Jackson Hayes out of uh Texas, six eleven two twenty, shot blocker. Seems like every year there's a big out of Texas. Uh, that ends up making an impact in the NBA. And uh, Jackson Hayes, I think, will be the, the latest guy to do so. He was just a freshman, um, but he's got a lot of talent. And, you know, we they got Jared Allen out there in uh, Brooklyn, who was a Texas guy, Miles Turner at Indiana. And I think uh, Hayes becomes the next guy. He's originally out of Ohio that uh, gets drafted in the lottery out of Texas. With that uh, 11th pick, I'm going to go rule you out to more to Minnesota. And I think Evan may have had this one. Uh, Archimor early got at about 235 pounds, six eight. So I, I think you take him if you're Minnesota, uh, with that 11th pick. With the 12th pick, the Charlotte Hornets, there's no way you pass on a talent like Bobo. I think Michael Jordan. Um, as being a guy that he the type of owner he is, he's gonna go out and, and get a talent like that because if he's healthy, Bo Bow could really surpass a lot of guys who we talked about in in the uh top ten in fact, now that I'm going through this thing, if Bo Bow is healthy, he jumps up in the draft anyway but if, so if you're Charlotte and you can land him at at twelve, he's got a chance at seven foot two despite being real thin to be a real impact guy at the NBA level. Is he a five? No, but I think he can play the four of the three. So um, if you put a big on Bobo, on Bo, unless you're just allowed to push him push him all over the floor, he can make the three, he can make the mid-range shot. Obviously, he finishes high above the rim. I really like Bobo Bo, and I think he's going to be a, a tremendous player in the NBA, provided he can stay healthy. At 13, Miami. I think they also go big. Uh, P.J. Washington had a really strong season at Kentucky uh, as a sophomore and emerged as a guy who I think is going to be a two-way guy in terms of he'll be able to rebound on one end and I think defend on the other end. Uh, Not a shot blocker, probably a bit undersized, but I think he makes up for it with just long arms, tenacity, uh, and athleticism. And so – uh I've got PJ Washington joining a the former Kentucky guy in Bam out of uh down in Miami. And then fourteenth, uh to round out the NBA lottery, Boston uh has a pick. And at that point it's a crapshoot. You know, there's uh Brandon Clark out of Gonzaga who had a had a really good year, a junior uh forward center. He's out there. Kyler Harrell, who was a big-time shooter at Kentucky and came out early. But I'm actually going to round it out with Keldon Johnson, uh, 6'6", 215. Uh, was a really, really strong freshman this year. He's a guy um, – it's arguable that they could lose Kyrie Irvin, uh, and I'm not sure what the contract situation is on Terry Rozier, but he gives you another quality wing uh, to match up with all those guys that they do have and Johnson can really score the basketball. So uh, that's how I'm going to round out the lottery with Keldon Johnson out of the University of Kentucky.
1: Interesting, interesting. I'm going to go through mine here. Uh, Just kind of what I want to see happen in some of these scenarios. Um, I think any of these would be interesting. But, of course, we know uh, with New Orleans, Zion Williamson, no question. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. If anything happens with AD in the draft, um, you know, as far as that trade going down there, maybe they end up with the four pick as well. Who knows? Um, Number two, the Grizzlies, of course, John Morant. Uh, Whenever you get a point guard with the vision and passing ability of almost comparable to a a Rajon Rondo uh, basketball IQ as well, and then the athleticism of a Russell Westbrook, in a package together. I mean, you just don't see that too often. So that's uh, exactly what the Grizz need, especially moving off Conway. Three, R.J. Barrett in the big city of New York. I think that's where he wants to go. Uh, I think that's where he ends up. With New York needing to do something uh, because they may miss out on all the guys that are trying to get free agency. So uh, R.J. Barrett goes there. Four. With the Lakers, if they keep this pick, I think ah, this is going to get interesting. I'm going to just go ahead and say uh, DeAndre Hunter uh, as well. I think he's a decent role player to put with LeBron, Um, even though I don't think he's going to be happy. They just end up with with Hunter, but I think they draft him. They keep the pick. Five, I think... um, Hmm. I will go Darius Garland uh, going to Cleveland. I think they need that type of uh, excitement down there, and I think he could really end up to be a, a very big-time player with the handles, the shooting ability. This is a dynamic player overall. Six to Phoenix, uh, which is another, you know, situation that couldn't end up being traded. Um, I'm going to say, because they seem to love guards, Kobe White, who I really like out of North Carolina. Um, I think he goes to Phoenix. Seven, I think one of you guys may have said this already with Jared Culver, but I think he's a good fit for the Chicago Bulls um, at seven as well. Even though I'm not super high on Culver, I think he could... Um, be, like I said, a D-League All-Star, but uh, we'll see what happens. But I think he goes to – yeah, I I have reserves, man. He didn't help it to me in the NCAA tournament with his performance, but I think Chicago would would take a chance on him. Um, Eight, man, I'm going to say for Atlanta – I think they go with a Cam Reddish, I'll put it that way, because I think we talk about the wing need for that team. Um, Putting the Cam Reddish with Trey Young, with John Collins, I think that's young and, and exciting, and I think that's what Atlanta needs to get that fan base invested. Trey Young's getting people invested. Uh, John Collins, who I think is almost a – a well kept secret in the league. I was looking at his stats. He averaged 19 and 9 last year. I mean, this dude is really, really big time. This is only his second year in the league. So, him and Trey Young, Cam Reddish, I think that'll be an interesting pick for them at 8. I'm going to go with the, uh, the Wizards. I think Wizards are an interesting team. I say they pick, uh, Bruno Fernando, or the center you were talking about, Evan, with the uh with the ninth pick. And mainly because I want to create this scenario with Atlanta, with the tenth pick. And I think it's a guy we've all talked about, both of you guys talked about later. Um, Bo, Bo I think Bo Bowl goes ten to Atlanta. So Atlanta has a uh a man. If that scenario works out for the for the Hawks, that would be very interesting. I think Bo Bow's going to shoot up this list uh, as we get closer to the draft. And uh, just imagine a yeah, rookie
0: man, but I love that Bo Bo pick at, at ten to Atlanta.
1: Man, yeah, and they just yeah. love him
0: down in Atlanta. I really, yeah. I really think so.
1: Definitely, and this is you know, just think. about what do what you think, Evan? Uh, Trey, Trey
0: Young throwing him lives. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think, I think if he's healthy. Um, uh, hell, if he's not here to take the risk, because it's not like they're going to make the playoffs next year with both of them anyway. Yeah, uh, okay. man, build on that. I like that. I actually didn't think about that honestly. Hopefully, the Hawks' general manager is
1: smart enough to think about it though. Absolutely, because that perfect environment, and uh, is why not? Just get a bunch of young, exciting players. I mean, he could shoot the three as well. He got pick and pop situations. Well, I mean, hell, you know what? Let me copy off you. Let me still throw ball at 10 and nausea a little at 12. I mean, hey, you can't beat that. You can't beat that at all for the future of Atlanta uh, right there, man. 11, Minnesota, man. It's one of those things. I could almost care less what happens in Minnesota. I can't even lie. But... Uh, <laughs> Damn. It's <laughs> is not interesting to me, man. Several of these teams later are just not interesting. Um but I just give them well, I'll give i give them the French guy. I call him the French guy. Siku Gumbuya, you know, justice. Booyah, You know the justice? guy. <laughs> justice, our foreign expert. Um, did I say it <laughs> correctly? Hey Josh,
0: I I think you did a did a solid job on that one. Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank
1: hey, I, I feel good now. You know what I mean, my man. Uh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean.
0: That, Hachimara and uh, Rui Hachimara and Bo Bo. I, I thought I was doing pretty good.
1: <laughs> now you know,
0: just as, like praying for Sheila with the NBA and the phone players, man. You know I'm all.
1: Definitely, man. Definitely, no question. Like uh, the Hernan Gomez's of the world.
0: You know. Yeah, I mean? you,
1: you were talking about Saku
0: Dumbuya.
1: Yeah, Dumbuya. See. Yeah.
0: Oh well Dumbuya he this guy is, is what six nine, six
1: ten, two hundred and
0: thirty pounds. Yeah solid. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I think he's out of Guinea. Uh and he's got NBA. In fact he's probably the top wing athlete in the draft. If they consider him to be a wing, uh I mean he's a three four. He's probably the top athlete outside of uh Zion. Wow. I mean totally, that, that man. guy is a freak.
1: Yeah and I, I know. Totally, man. Yeah, he knows. He knows he's for I know Justice is uh, you know, just watching YouTube clips of the guy probably before the show starts, you know what I mean? So,
0: uh, <laughs> I, all I'm gonna say is check out Secou Dun Booya. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Shop blocker. I mean he he's a modern day two way combo forward. No, I can't even spell that to look it up, bro. <laughs> Tukou. You have to this be a cool D K O U, it's a cool D O U M B O U Y A, I guarantee that name will ring bells in the NBA in a couple of years. You'll see him. He he could be a guy that they'll stash. Um, now that you got the G League, they, they bring these guys over. But I think he's gonna have a chance to be a really good player down the road. Uh, yeah. It's, in it's, fact he's gonna kinda remind you a little bit of uh the player the driven's picked up, uh Bruno Caboclo, except for he's probably more athletic and explosive. Okay. What,
1: what, what and, I, and, and I like Caboclo. Who Man, you, don't, you don't remember Cabo? Caboclo? He he played he they picked him up towards the end of the season, uh <laughs> out of
0: <Sophie. laughs> yeah. yeah. Caboclo <laughs> averaged around eight or nine points a game about four and four and a half boards. Uh, Oh, are you talking about at the end of the year? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know we were supposed to be watching the Grizzlies at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Well, look, especially at the end of the year, that's the one thing about it. In the NBA, you can kind of scout guys and and see more what they can do. That's why I was able to figure out that Tyler Dorsey could play. Tyler Dorsey uh, played well for the Grizzlies as well down the stretch. He's another guy who probably won't benefit from having lost Bickerson because I think he would have made the roster. But it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But, yeah, Kaboklo, he's a guy that uh, I compare to Dumbuya.
1: Yeah, you know, old Buffalo, you know what I mean? Uh, Buffalo and Booyah, uh c- could be comparable, no question. And, you know, one thing I know, uh, this Dumbuya, I think I'm messing up his name even worse now that I keep saying it. But, now, here's a question. This may be crazy. I guarantee you I ain't seen, I haven't seen one clip of this guy. I guarantee you he's black. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, there it is. To see it's, it's certain foreign names, you know, like Hernan Gomez and you know what I'm saying? You know that's a white dude. But Dumbuya, this is definitely a black guy, you know what I'm saying? There's no question. That that's my analysis of of uh Sekou. So there you go.
0: You probably don't want to get in a fight with him either. His name is Booyah.
1: Yeah, know. Booyah. Booyah upside your head.
0: You know what I'm look, But uh he's only eighteen years old. but he's one of the youngest prospects in the draft.
1: So shout out to Booyah. I'm gonna look him up after the show. That definitely uh give y'all a breakdown. So I I forgot where I had him going. I think I am going to Minnesota. Okay. Going to Minnesota. Yeah, you're at Well, yeah. And, um, oh, did I have him go to Charlotte?
0: I forget.
1: No, I think Charlotte is up on the spot. Okay, yeah, Charlotte's on the clock. Because, see, I don't, look, I don't care about Charlotte either. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. But <laughs> since, I, since I don't care about Charlotte, uh, and I saw Kemba Walker actually, seems like he wants to stay in Charlotte, which is interesting. Um i'm gonna give them i'm gonna give them Jackson Hayes. Cause I don't know who uh Charlotte has in the center position right now uh so why not go for the the big texan um Jackson Hayes going down there thirteen miami Heat. ah oh, man uh the first year of the post d wade era. I say they go after Rui Hachimura, uh, who I know about because he played, you know, in America, played for Gonzaga, you know. (laughs) uh, (laughs) What you said. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how I know who he is. Um, And I think he's a good player, man. You know, I like his competitiveness. Um, I remember, if I'm not mistaken, I think he said he's the best player in the country after they beat Duke or something like that. But I just like, you know, that that comparativeness. So I think he goes there and I think he could he could show some things uh, in Miami. And fourteen, Boston Celtics. I think um it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that guard situation, like uh like Justice said. So I'll give them Tyler Hero, six six shooting guard out of Kentucky to give them some shooting. So that is my draft. Uh, lottery draft picks right there. Dig that. Dig that, dig that. A lot, a lot of the same picks, though. Yeah, a lot of the same picks. But um, I think some of that's going to be changed with draft, with trades. I feel like there's at least going to be a couple of trades in this draft. Um, Mike home. Hopefully. I hope Phoenix. You know, uh, I know people are saying, don't send him to Phoenix. Mike deserves more than that. I mean, whatever. You know, Mike, I, I love Mike, you know, but we can get that sixth pick. I mean, I think we can go on and go ahead and, you know, let Mike uh, have his farewell down there.
0: I I want to put something in. I know we got to end it. Look, yeah. If we, Lord have mercy, if they were that dumb to do that and they gave us a sixth pick for Mike and we ended up with Cam Reddish, John Morant, and Jaron Jackson, Man, Mike can lead, Valatunish can lead. What's the what's the other dude just said? What his name was? I can whatever the hell his name is. He can lead. Hell, <laughs> yeah. the Colt- now, I'm gonna tell your guy I'm, I'm keeping Delon right. Okay. You can keep him, but he can lead to the coach Colt- oh, and fire five next year. He can go and lead to man, you get them three. Man, the future bright in Memphis, man. Now, here's the question, though. He's like a, like a Terry Rozier to me. I think he's a guy that yeah. if your starter goes out, he can. He, if you put some guys around him, you're going to win some games.
1: I like DeLon Wright. Mm-hmm. I like Tyler Dorsey. I'm curious if they're going to keep – I don't know if he's a free agent or not. And now one of them – You do get two, three triple
0: doubles in NBA games and not be able to play. I mean, just, just, just keep it 100 though. He wasn't playing in the middle of that fight. Like. I mean, if the guy was that guy like that, he'd have been peeped out. I take Cam Reddish over him all day. He ain't no Cam. I'm keeping it a hundred, bro. Wait, who, now who who you referring to? Delon Wright? Y- yeah. Well, he. Well, I mean, he's a guard. Oh, you know, you're talking, right? like, uh, you're talking about Tyler Lussi, right? Uh, well, both of them. Yeah. No, no, I think Josh mentioned. Uh, yeah, LaDosia. I brought up
1: Tyler. Yeah. No, no, no.
0: I I don't think. DeLon Wright is not a a starter for you unless you end up trading kindly and don't bring in Morant. But with Morant, he just becomes a quality backup
1: behind Here's a question, Evan. Why are you so uh, high on Cam? Now, you know, I I, I know, uh, you know, he probably got overshadowed at Duke or or whatever, but I just, I don't know. You know, I hear a lot of talk about his motor. You know, i never heard anybody doubt his talent, but his motor, whether it's somebody
0: can motivate him to do what he needs to do. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, for a guy who easily had top five freshmen in the country talent, uh, you never heard him nag or complain about being third option in Duke. And hmm. when he was called upon, he produced. Um, he actually won some games for Duke this year also. Uh, when Zion went down, him or RJ, it seemed like they were going for 30 apiece every night to middle of the pack of ACC teams, if you remember. Uh, so I feel like a guy like that, if he was able to sit back knowing he could have offered more, he's a guy who's humble and doesn't have a big ego. And that kind of will fit in with Jaron Jackson and John Morant. Uh, he's a guy who, when John Morant is penetrating in the middle of the lane, he could kick it out to and knock down knockdown open jump shot. He's a guy, when they're packing in with Jaron, when he's in the paint, you could kick it out. He can knock down an open jump shot, and he could create his own shot. To me, getting him at six, that's a guy who can create his own shot, and he's 18, 19 years old. You're going to have all these guys for another three, four years on rookie contracts, and you're going to have to barrel rights to him to get him a bigger contract than anybody else in the NBA. You, if you were to get Cam Reddish along with those two, I mean, I just think the future would be so bright in Memphis. And if you make the right pick, for your head coaching, he puts the right staff in place. These guys would be able to develop this system on our stores, in my opinion. This is how Oklahoma City built their team up with James Harden, with uh Kevin Durant, with Russell Westbrook. You do it through the draft, man. That's that's how you get it done. Definitely,
1: definitely. And quick question last question I'll ask on, on anything is I mean, is there even a uh, you know, I've heard the rumors about some of the Grizzlies coaches, and once again, uh, most of them are names I cannot pronounce uh, that they're looking at. But, I mean, is there I mean, is there a guy that you want the Grizz to reach out to, either one of you guys?
0: I'll go first. I want to say
1: uh, I mm. Oh, yeah, the former Tiger assistant, former NBA coach of the year. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I would like Sam Mitchell Mayman because he coached Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Garnett, and I think, and also played with him. And uh, you know, when you look at Jaron Jackson Jr. and what he could be, I think he needs a, a guy around that's uh, big on player development, but also a player's coach, someone that can really talk to him because uh, he's so intelligent. Having you know. His father was in the NBA for a long time and uh, just a consummate professional. I just think his future is so bright. We really don't know how good he could be. We could be looking up up one day, and as good as Anthony Davis is right now, we could be talking about Jaron Jackson amongst that type of of company, uh, amongst the best players in the NBA. He's got that type of talent if he can reach his his ceiling, because we saw at 19, um, you know, he had some, some monster games, but he's just going to have to put it together from a consistency standpoint and take that next jump as a sophomore. Um, but, yeah, I would I would love to see Sam Sam Mitchell. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't have minded them bringing back Lionel Hollins. It seems like all the best coaches that ended up assistants or or a lot yeah. of times they're fired. Um, yeah. You know, when you look at Frank Vogel out in L.A., I don't know if he's a lame duck coach with uh, Jason Kidd on the bench. It almost seems like that.
1: The Lakers don't make sense. I mean, you hire Frank Vogel, you hire Jason Kidd to be his replacement. You know what I'm saying? Jason Kidd's looking at him like, hey man, look, I'm taking your job. And then Lionel Hollins don't give a crap about nobody. You know what I mean? So I, I don't, I don't know. And I like Lionel. I love Lionel. But you know, it just, it just sounds like a volatile situation <laughs> that you're building right there. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, man. That'll be a, a future podcast. Um, edition of Deliberation Sports. But that'll do it. Uh, Let's see got anybody else got anything else uh, to add. Any more foreign names uh, to get wrong or, or mispronounce? Uh, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. We definitely appreciate y'all for checking us out, as always. And, Justice, man, let the people know how they can follow all things Deliberation.
0: They can follow us on Twitter at DeliberationSP1. Instagram and Facebook, Deliberation Sports Podcast. We also have the Facebook group, Deliberation Sports Community. In addition to that, they can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, as well as Spotify, Podbean, Pocket Caster. Anywhere where you can find podcasts, you'll be sh- sure to look for Deliberation Sports Podcast.
1: Yes, sir. Check us out on all those platforms, especially that Podbean. Just open that bean up. We up in there. Uh, Somewhere, so check us out. But uh, without any further ado, uh, ado, uh, the Liberation Sports Crew. I'm Josh Midget. I'm with every vote and justice voting, and we will talk to y'all next time.